Hey friends, your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday role-playing game. In this case, I am running a homebrew adventure, a homebrew campaign in the world of Numenera using the Numenera rules from Monty Cook Games. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you want to get access to all kinds of exclusive material, the City of Arches City Sourcebook, a whole bunch of exclusive adventures, all kinds of material to help you run your D&D games and access to a dedicated Discord channel, access to the monthly Patreon Q&A, all this kind of stuff. And you want to help me support shows like this, you can do so by becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. The link to do so is in the show notes below. I think I have made the decision that I want this campaign to end over the next two sessions. I think I'm ready. I'm ready for it to go. I'm ready. And that sounds bad. It sounds like I'm done. I'm done and I don't like it anymore. I just, I feel like we've hit the point where we're ready to move on and i'm and we're at a good we're at a good point for the campaign to end and i want to kind of like draw a line and say okay we're gonna have this session and we're gonna have another session and then we're done so i need to think a lot about what needs to happen in those sessions for that for the campaign to really end on a good on a good fun note and part part of it is a i I guess part of it is a little bit of burnout i would be it would be it would be disingenuous for me to be like, oh, no, I'm super excited and everything's going to be great. Part of it is like I'm kind of like I'm, I'm running out of ideas. I'm running out. I realized in the last session that I ran where it's like I couldn't think up weird monsters that fit the kind of theme. I, I'm sort of like it's unraveling a little bit about like what's happening and what's going on. I had a good idea that I wanted to, to go with. But one of the things that's hard about Numenera is that it's so wild and it's so vast and it's so big in scope and it's so huge that it can be hard to get your head around things in a way that are appropriate for the setting. That like It's not like ogres and kobolds and, and, and orcs and cultists and stuff like that. That it definitely requires a lot of creative power to generate the kind of things that are really interesting. And I felt like I'm my batteries are running low on that. Now, I don't you know, these batteries can recharge. And I think by pulling from the right sources and reading good books and looking at good fiction and watching good movies and stuff like that, you can, you can definitely add some new kind of big stuff in. But I also feel like I'm kind of done. I feel like I've, I've, and part of it is because I know the campaign is coming to a close. And so there's, there's definitely like, I'm already in my parts of my brain are beginning to shut down and beginning to focus on the next thing. And, and, you know, part of it is like, I just, I think we've run, I think it's run its course. And I don't know if my players feel the same way, but probably I wouldn't be surprised if they felt the same way too. And when I feel like that, it's like, okay, it's time to wrap things up. And it's not a shortening of anything. Like I could make it longer, but it's not like if you're familiar with where things have been going in this campaign, if you've been watching the other videos, you know that we're getting pretty close to the end anyway. I just think it's time to like, okay, I'm going to do it over the next two sessions. So the last, to, to kind of give a quick summary, the characters have been battling a uh, other an otherworldly force known as the Fourth Emperor, who has been trying to retake over control over all life on the planet. The characters have been engaged in a global war against this against the minions of this of this entity, including taking control of our satellites that are able to drop like tungsten rods at any place on the planet. They now own all of the satellites that and can control the surface, the characters do. And it turns out that the place where the fourth emperor is going to arrive is actually underwater and they can't hit it with, they can't hit it with tungsten rods. It also cuts them off from the data sphere. One of the other assets that the characters have are 8,000 soldiers able to shift into the data sphere and out of the data sphere, sort of like jumping in and out of cyberspace. 
but they can't reach that army because the data sphere is cut off from the ocean because of this weird Numenera device known as the shield below that the fourth empire has refired up to separate the to separate their work under the sea from the work up above to limit access to the data sphere because they recognize that they can't trust the data sphere anymore so the characters have gone down into the depths of the ocean. They have met with the Quiet Empire, a group of octopus people, very super intelligent octopus people. And they are working with the octopus people. They found the shield below. They infiltrated the shield below. They've been going through and fighting the various minions of the Fourth Empire below, which are known as Clayites. There's a the drowned city of clay is the final sort of place where this is taking where this where this campaign is taking place. And they, the Clayites, are the constructs of the Fourth Empire from many, many millions of years ago that have been sort of reanimated and refired up. And so they look a lot like various sort of ocean-dwelling things. But part of it was like, I don't even know what Clayites look like. I at least had the Orgolians, and I knew what the Orgolians looked like, and I had some ideas about Orgolians. But now I have the Clayites, and I'm like, I don't know what the different kinds of Clayites are and how they operate and stuff like that. And I'm like, I guess we'll have sharks with lasers on their heads, which felt really <laughs> not, not super creative. Funny, but not very creative. So I'm coming up with some other ones. I actually built a quick little bestiary of, of different monsters that exist inside Numenera that I can grab onto and say these are these are sort of different variants of Clayites. And the so the characters are in the middle of the shield below now. They crawled through the dungeon. They've been making their way there. They got into the central chamber, and at that point, they were fighting some creatures, and two of the creatures drilled holes in the heads of the characters and put a fluid in there. And the fluid now lets those characters hear from the the herald who controls the shield below why don't we go to our we're going to go to our show notes here once again i am using notion to do all my campaign planning if any of the character if any of the characters if any of you want to know more about the campaign software that i use for this you can find a link about notion for campaign planning in the show notes below hey mom my mom is here sorry about the holes being drilled in people's heads there's a good reason for it, though. So that happened to a couple of characters. Cecilia and Samji, I think, both had GM intrusions. And I knew, like, I could do this as a GM intrusion. And it, there is this thing of, like, well, couldn't if they can drill, like, a hole and put fluid in your brain, can't they just kill you? And I think the answer is they don't want to. And, and they probably can't. I think that the, the, the bodies of these two, both are cybernetic creatures, or one of them is crystalline and one of them is cybernetic. So I don't think that they can actually be like controlled by this. But I think it was, a, it was a fun, weird way for the villain to be able to talk to them directly. And it's the first time they've had a direct contact with a really super powerful entity that's going to ask them, like, why are you doing what you're doing? And why why aren't you accepting the fourth empire and i think it's this opportunity for this fun conversation to occur between somebody who's actually millions of years old and has been working for the fourth emperor who's asking them like they've never been all of the war that's been going on all of the rest of this time there's no there's never really been any direct communication and this would be the first time that they can have direct communication i think that will be a that would be a fun thing to do as we get our notes ready for today's game we're going to generate a new session planning template today is 18 Sunday, Numenera. We have, so I know I have one one player who's showing up late, one who's leaving early, and then one who's returning who hasn't been here in a while. So I think we're going to have a decent-sized group today. Juniper, I'll play by Juliet. Juliet is going to be able to return today. I'm very glad for that. And I hope we should be able to be here for the next one, too. Hoping to have as many people as we can for the next one. I'm going to try to get it. And if we have to put that session off a week, that might be okay. I can use that week to sort of get ready for whatever our next thing is. But I'm going to try to get as many of the players in the final session as we can, because I think that that's really going to be 
fun. So we have, uh, when we take a look at our characters, and one of the things that's really important is if we're thinking that this is going to be the last two sessions, anything that needs to happen with the characters in those last two sessions that can't be covered by a one-year-later montage I th- is something that we really want to consider. So I, I, I need to think through, and probably I need to ask the players. This is one of those, you know, here's your tip, right? Whenever you have a question about, like, what should happen with the characters you could just ask the players what what are what's something that they want to have happen with their characters and instead of like making assumptions or reading their backgrounds or trying to watch their behavior in the game you can just ask them and you can say hey so we're coming to the conclusion of this campaign what are some parts of your character's arc that you would like to see take place knowing where we are in the campaign what are some of the what are some of the things with your character's arc that you would like to have happen before the campaign ends? What are some of the things you really want to have tied up? What are some of the loose ends you want to have tied up? Recognizing that we're probably going to have a one year later montage at the end of the campaign, like we do in every one of them. And that they'll just tell you. So, and there's so many times where you just ask the players, ask them what they think you, you want to know, like, well, what do they really enjoy about the game? Ask them, what do you really enjoy about the game? What are some of the mechanics of your character that you're really excited to use? These are good questions. They're questions that can help you shape your game. And you don't have to guess. They'll tell you. And maybe they won't. So sometimes you might ask the question like, I don't know, I'm just having fun. That's good information too. That means you don't have to work too hard about hitting a specific thing. But what you don't want is the secret like, oh, I really hope that Mike goes back to this one line, this one character that I really loved and I haven't seen in a while and I really love to see them come back. You know, if that's in the back of that and then they never show up and they're like, oh, that was lame. I was really hoping so-and-so showed up. Well, if you ask them and say, hey, what NPCs do you really like that you'd like to have show up? Oh, I really like that one dude we met in the town. Oh, okay, cool. So Whenever you have a question about like what you what you think your players might want or what they like from a mechanic standpoint or what they like from a story standpoint, don't be afraid to just ask them. Ask them the question that you want the answer to and then write down their answers and then try to incorporate it in the game. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple, good lazy DM tip. Try it out. So we have Biko. Biko is an intuitive jack who rides the lightning. And I don't, thinking about Biko, so I, I asked actually, and we had a bit of a downtime session, and I asked them what were some of the thoughts. So we had our September 11th campfire table tale and i asked them like what are you thinking about this was more character driven what are their characters thinking about and he said how much further are we getting into the end of the road the main disappointment is the shortness of the flashing of one's life that his he feels like you know we've seen stuff that's so big in scale and scope and yet life is so fleeting at the same time that you know is this it like is is this the end is this you know are we are we reaching this point and even if we survive what does that mean for us as individuals having given the scope and the scale of what we've done really fascinating idea we have Cecilia. Cecilia is the hideous jack who wields power with precision. Now a crystalline insectoid sort of person. And her tale was that listening to her friends and trying to imagine walking in their shoes. She, she knows that she has time left. She knows that she is going to p- perhaps live forever. She has a nearly limitless life. She's excited about what, what other Numenera is out there. What else has come to the surface? So much has happened in two years. What is the pace of the change coming forward? What, what, you know, she sees the great purpose in the lives of her and her friends. I thought that was a really, really interesting. Jad the Shade said he spent his entire life scrambling to salvage a life and to sustain life. And now his interactions in the data sphere, and now he has these huge interactions in the data sphere and in the satellite. I can't spell the... And he has this sense that the community is more than just his neighborhood. The community is global. And now he has so much impact. His impact is so much greater. How has he changed since that original sort of scrapping to survive? 
what does that mean? It's less about looting technology and now about saving a planet. And he has a sneaking alien feeling that being out of phase has alienated Jad. And what's going to happen after that? Very interesting. Juniper was not around. I think Nakia was around. Yeah, Nakia was around. Everything we've done has brought us together. What when this is over? What happens to us as a group? Right? They've they've bound. They've been so bound together during this whole thing. But what happens? You know, so many of them have had these big changes in their lives. Where is that going to? Where is that going to go? And then Samji, fondness for his companions, you know, a journey of rediscovery of oneself, reconciling with his past, reuniting with his family, one final push for, and he's just hoping to reach that nice retirement. He just wants to be able to retire and he doesn't know if he's going to be able to make it. They all know that they're facing off against this super powerful entity. Just wants to be able to go to a nice property to retire, sharpen his weapons, hunt some animals. He's too old, quote unquote, too old for this shit and worried about the ill intentions of, of those around and a strong connection to the group. So a lot of soul searching, figuring out what he's doing. And, and, you know, he knows that he's pulling favors and he knows that he has to do this. Really powerful stuff. Good, good, good thoughts. And that was another one, that, that campfire tale idea that in, while we can always just ask our players about the motivations of their characters directly, which I recommend, you can also run these kind of events where you say like before, the night before you reach this new place that you're going to, you're all sitting around a campfire and you're all thinking about where you've come from, where you've been, where you're going, what you want and what your desires are for the future. Who wants to tell us more about these ideas where where you've yeah your feelings about where you've come from where you've been where you're going and what you want and and let the players kind of hem and haw and you don't pick on anybody right you don't but you might say who wants to start and somebody can start and you sort of go around the table and let people go and a lot of time they'll riff off of each other and a lot of time they'll bring information in and you get really good ideas about what the characters want so we can also ask the players what they want but we can also ask characters what they want and i found that stuff like none of that is super actionable I can't look at what they brought back and say, oh yeah, this is definitely, this is how I'm going to tie into this hook into the game. But it really helps you understand the characters a bit. So I, I, I found that to be really, really good stuff, really interesting stuff. And, and, and I enjoyed it. So the strong start today, they are in the middle of a battle and they were fighting. I don't, I don't even remember what they were fighting. I think it was some large sort of crab people and bunches of small spiders. And this, a couple of the spiders jumped on people's backs, drilled the holes, and then put the fluid in. And then they're still fighting the big crab folk. These weird, big, sort of half-cybernetic crab creatures that some are armed with, like, ranged weapons and some have, like, you know, claws and saw blades and things. And for those where the fluid was injected what happens to them is they hear a voice in their head and it's a very ancient voice in a very ancient language but whatever that fluid was more more nanotech stuff whatever the fluid was it said who are you right who are you and what do you want and this is the voice of the herald and i think we said the third herald of the fourth empire this is selfa the third herald of the fourth empire. Selfa is a, uh, a herald, probably the last voice that the characters will hear that's this old, a voice of millions of years. The first time the characters have truly communicated with the fourth empire. She is no... I refer to her as she only because in my in my head she is like the Borg collective voice in Star Trek First Contact. And 
I can't spell fourth. First time the characters have truly communicated with the fourth empire. And she simply doesn't understand why the characters are doing what they're doing. But at the same time, she's trying to destroy them with these, with the, with the, with the clayite crab folk. So our first scene is, who are you? The battle against the clayite, the clayite crab folk. Then the goal, so they're currently, fantastic location-wise, they're in the shield below. And if we look at the map for the shield below, they came in from the eastern side. They made their way through here. And this was an area where like, I was improvising the rooms, and I don't think... The, the main problem that I ran into wasn't so much the cool stuff that they found. It was like the creatures that they faced. They also used the equivalent of like an arcane eye. And I'll tell you, the arcane eye is the is an enemy of the lazy dungeon master. When somebody uses an equivalent of like an arcane eye where they can scope out an entire dungeon safely and you were planning and improvising a lot of the stuff that was going on in that dungeon, that means you have to improvise all of those rooms all at once. And that really hurts. And I've had a couple of times now where that's happened, where, where somebody uses arcane eye to scope out an entire dungeon and I'm sort of improvising the dungeon. And I was able to show them some stuff, but it was very clear to the players that I was making stuff up as we were going. Like that one, I was not able to hold it back because I couldn't make it seem like everything was where they found it. So they found a bunch of stuff. They ended up going south. They made their way through these southern passages on this map, got into some rooms, found more secrets. They found the, the chamber that showed all of the former versions of, of all these other creations that the Fourth Empire had created. And then they made their way into that audience chamber directly. If you look right in the center of the map to the low, it looks like there's like a semicircle audience chamber. That was sort of a control room for the massive structure. The massive structure is in that center room. And that was where they got attacked by the, by the crab folk. <clears throat> so... The question, so their goal is to shut down the machine and it can be as easy. I, I probably, you know, we're, we're probably going to finish out the crab fight. Let me bring up my, keep that window open. We're probably going to finish the battle with the crab, with the crab folk, the crab, the crab people. And their goal is to shut the machine down. So then the question is, well, how can they shut it down? And I think the only way is to face and defeat Selfa. So they have to find her. And I think, so they're in that chamber, and I think Selfa is probably in that, we're going to go to that far northwestern chamber, that circular chamber on the northwest side. So they have to make their way through these halls. But I think that I, I want them to be able to know where she is so they know how to get there. And we could do like a little bit of kind of the, the you know, the, the sense of urgency of, of more of the clayites are sort of mobilizing and getting active while they're running through these halls to try to face her and destroy her so they can, they can stop the machine. I think that that could, be, that could be a good time. And then that gives us a limited set of this map that we have to look at because we know that they're going to, we know that they're going to make their way all the way to the Northwest. So we only have to worry about the chambers that we can see in the Northwest. And I can, I can sort of use what I've got. But I, I think that makes sense. So the, you know, shut the machine down. The only way is to defeat Selfa. So this is like a secret and clue, right? Selfa fully controls the data sphere blocking Numenera. She must be shut down for the 
data sphere for the machine to be shut down. She's hogging the remote, says Sunjammer. Exactly. So she has to be shut down. Selfa is one of the oldest heralds. Is she the first herald? I don't know why we call her the third herald. Why not make her the, the first herald, right? It was Because I don't think, was, was Faradon, like, Faradon considered the first herald? I think she's truly the first herald. We'll just call her the first herald. What else? Oh, so scene-wise, we're going to have like a chase through the structure. I want them to find, so I, I had included an NPC that I wanted them to find. It was an octopus person. Let me go back to my notes from last time. There was a spy. So let's take a look at the secrets from the last one. But there was a there was a there's an NPC, Averna, the Quiet Empire spy. So we we want to make a new NPC spy for the Quiet Empire. And let's take a look at Into the Deep. Bring up and in this into the Deep is one of the source books by Monty Cook Games that covers underwater stuff. And I want to find a cool picture of a octopus person. It would be kind of interesting if the person that was there was humanoid and not an octopus. Maybe? I think we can go with that. So I think the spy is not an octopus, but a humanoid. She has lived with the Quiet Empire for... 30 years. They consider her one of them. Who do you think helped the Quiet Empire build devices and structures to support humanoids? That could be fun. I think that works. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. So she's going to be in one of these rooms, definitely. And one of the things we need to do today is kind of figure out what are in the rest if they go through the rest of these chambers sort of what are these rooms in the northwest side what else can they find there that i think will be kind of fun for them to find things that could be kind of interesting we will we will see oh we're going to take a look at last week's secrets and see what we've got clients were built much the same way as cecilia's people fourth empire genetically built workers and soldiers that was revealed Clayettes are a hive mind of half-cybernetic, half-organic creatures. Yes. The forces of the Quiet Empire are not enough to face. Yes. Shield Below is corrected and operated by a central intelligence known as Self of the, fourth her the First Herald. She is about to... They're about to find out that. Self is millions of years old, continually reconstructed by the technology of the Fourth Empire in a similar fashion to Cecilia. Yes. That, that is a secret we're going we're gonna to steal. Drop that into our current game. The shield below, data sphere blocking Numenera, blocks the connection between the data sphere above. It also uses its own data sphere connection to the hive mind of the clayites. The shield below is the primary vertus. Yeah, so there is a vertus. The shield below is the primary, yeah. The shield below is the primary vertus between the deep and the surface. Throne of the Fourth Emperor is protected by thousands of clayites, more than any group, including the Quiet Empire, could take at once. But it could be destabilized by using the shield below and attacking it with a glistening army. That is a good, that's a good secret. We're going to take that one. The Hex was engineered by the Nanos of the Fourth Empire as a universal sentient nanite. Yes, we did discover that. The data sphere here in the deep is organic, not technical. We didn't, but I don't know what that means. The data sphere shield generator is actually a large amoeba, an organic creature. I, changed, I did not do that. That is a secret that no longer is true. Tacrin is cut off. The skull that they're carrying has now been disconnected from Tacrin, the, 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 the new the Tacrin, the Herald. 
Uh, that could be the first sign that they when they when they break this. So that's a handful of secrets that we've got. So the the, the chase through the structure, find Salfa, and destroy her. Release the data sphere into the deep. Takran awakens because as soon as they have the skull of Takran with them, but it's dead. It's like you know, it's got no voice. And then as soon as it wakes up, it'll be like fired up and it's like hello. And they're like, oh hey, we got the data sphere back. And then they'll start to hear the voices of their friends. And then will they use the the shield generator? Uh, I think that they'll use a shield generator. Use the shield below as a new home base and we'll have the glistening army arise and wipes out the remaining clayites in the shield below the shield below becomes a new home base plans for the final attack on the drowned city of clay the final battle the final infiltration final battle against the fourth empire the fourth emperor one year later that's pretty much the outline for the remainder of the game i think i am not going to be running like a big dungeon sort of crawl similar to the dungeon crawl that i'm running now this is essentially a dungeon crawl that they're going through and i'm not going to run the same kind of dungeon crawl f now they're, they're going to finish this one today they're going to, you know, I think we're going to have a strong ending to this one. We'll see where we end exactly, but they're going to have a strong ending to this one. Start their planning of what they're going to do. And then the next session is going to be them like going in and it's going to be a big war. And the backdrop will be the remainder of the glistening army, the remainder of the glistening army fighting off the, 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 the clayites and getting opening up a pass that the characters can get into the throne room of the fourth empire, the big portal of the fourth empire, face the fourth emperor, defeat the fourth emperor, and then decide whether or not they're going to inject the hex into the fourth emperor's world or not. And then they're done. So, so I think that that's how it's all going to play out. And I think that will be pretty cool. So what I really want to focus on right now, I still have secrets, you know, it's got six more secrets and clues that I want to fill out. But where I think I need the most effort is to fill in those chambers that are in the map that I, when, when, they're, when they're doing that sort of, you know, run through the, the shield below. So we're going we're gonna to take a look at this. So they, they, they have this, and I'm going to probably list these out. So we're going to put a new section here. And the section is north eastern chambers and this begins at the audience hall and then there's the long hallway and what's on the right hand side so if we look at that hallway this is on the directly on the western side there's a great big long hallway that leads to the outer exit and the right hand side there's like a little box what is that you know i can do is i can open this up in a new window we can zoom in so view original so this is the hallway that i'm looking at and right there is like a box. You know, thank you, Dyson Logos, for putting a box there. So what is that box in in this shield below uh, sort of environment? Could it be like a viewer, a view display of the front? I think this is what it's going to be this watery display that shows the front of the drowned city of clay, right? So they can see that and they can see this beam of energy kind of pouring out of it because they've opened up the gate. Then... The next chamber up is this, whoops, there we go. 
So the next chamber up is this sort of curved hallway. There is this pool below. What would what would that be? And there's there's also that sort of curved there's that curved console looking area there. What what details? What 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 could that what could that possibly be? What would that you know, it's so easy. And this is where like, boy, you gotta stretch your creative brain. Because like it's so easy to be like, I don't know, a control console. And you're like, well, that doesn't, you know, what what would what would the control console be? Let me take a look at like the chambers that we've decided before and ask, like, are there any of these that we that that I want to use? I did the chamber of heavy water. We're gonna turn all these into checkboxes. That way I can check off. So I have the altar to Selfa. That's certainly gonna be on there. All right, Selfa's chamber. I did the heavy water one. I did the ancient armory. I did the example of the races. I did the representation of a hex humanoid. The early rendition of a gleaming soldier. That might be kind of... The observatory and control room, we did that. The shield itself looks like a giant machine from contact. Yes. Chamber containing the brain trust of the shield below. Self, I put that there twice, right? Massive otherworldly crystal drawing power from the outside, protected by outsider guardians. That's kind of interesting. So I think that that... If we look at that one hole up here, I think that might lead down to the lower chambers. That it's like a, it's like a you know you don't need an elevator, but I think it leads to you know passageway, vertical passageway, to the lower chambers, and down there is a huge otherworldly crystal. It's not nuclear. Huge otherworldly crystal, surrounded by massive tentacled creatures from the outside they are impractical to face directly i think they are very very old very powerful creatures that actually can work well as a secret and clue the shield below is powered by a massive crystal growth from another world it's maintained by huge half construct creatures from this other world who only know how to sing to the crystal. I like that. That's kind of a fun thing. So we got that strange nano-driven organic tentacles that self-repair the facility. That might be kind of a, an interesting thing to see. So I think that, that that wall, we were looking at this wall here. I think that what they can see is like the self-repair, the facility repairing itself. That will be here, right? with nanite tentacles. That works. So we have that, we have this area. There's this chamber here. It looks sort of like an altar. What could that, that could be a display of the throne room of the fourth empire, or fourth emperor. And what does that look like? That looks like a huge, whoops, this is the wrong place. I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong spot. Go back to my, here we go. What did I say this was? Display of the throne of the fourth. I think it's a sphere. So instead of having a, like a two-dimensional portal, I think it's like a, like a sphere in space that's drawing, or could it be like an inverted sphere? No matter how you look at it, you are seeing a three-dimensional hole. And then what would they see on that other side? What would, what would some of the, the planets look like? You know, what would they, they would see like stars, but the stars are of a color 
stars of a color outside the spectrum of earthly of of earthly gaze twisted shapes beyond geometric comprehension worlds of living matter as a single sentience cities of vast technology well this one thing is like the these creatures typically eat other the ruins of cities yeah here we go the ruins of cities of world-sized or solar system solar-sized cities of vast technology destroyed by the fourth emperor's people by the fourth emperor's what siblings because they eat universes and i think that that is kind of an interesting that that'll be that's a powerful secret and clue right the fourth emperor isn't the only one the fe is a creature known as a and i think oh boy what what did we what was the name of the fourth emperor creature god what, what bestiary i think it was bestiary two let's take a look and see if we can find it bestiary two let's see creatures by level because it was it was high it's very high the eldmore is that right that sounds right yes creature known as eldmore Eldmorem. The Eldmorem. Dimension traveling destroyers that arose in a distant parallel dimension. Half living, half automaton. Cysts between dimensions, only waking from sleep of ages when disturbed. Perfect. I love that. Going back to our locations here. Display of the throne of the fourth empire, and they can learn stuff about it. In one of these chambers, they're going to find the new NPC we were just creating. What was her name? Enerva. All right. So we have that chamber filled. And we can move that to another place as well. What is this smaller chamber in the lower left side that they might, they might enter? That could be just a, you know, spider worker control room that doesn't have to be not every room needs to be you know crazy building where they build nanites construct new spider workers that's that chamber then we have this hallway and we have these kind of things on the outside of the hallway probably guardians you know guardians of the guardians of selfa what would they look like? We can actually, I, I made up a new bestiary because I was having trouble thinking of like what these creatures are like. So I said, let's have some bestiary of the drowned city of clay. Let's, let's, so we have these guys like, then th that might not be bad. Weird like bubble creatures. These guys look pretty cool. I like these dream slakes, lots of tentacle aliens and things like that. Ooh, these guys look cool. Radamanths. The, the Tignogs, I think are going to be like the spider, the spider creatures. That thing's weird. I don't know what that is. More tentacled horrors. And there's Eldmore, the fourth empire. I could have looked them at my own bestiary. Fusers in Kona. Those are pretty cool. There's your laser sharks. And I think these are like the crab creatures. So I did go through the bestiaries. I went, I went through and kind of found them. But I think the guardians might be like these guys. The Aragnid, Arganid. Arganid Wardens. So that's the outside of these this 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 semicircle. 
Then we have these other, these other chambers. One of those could be like a spherical library. Oh, one of them is data sphere connection, right? So I think that the lower one is like a data sphere connection. Oops. A data sphere vertus of unimaginable age, but still works. And then one is the library, self as library, which, which, what is it? They're, we're going to do some Superman stuff here. And they're crystals that sing tales that transfer information. And then we have the altar of self itself. So I think that covers all of the major areas that they are likely to hit in this next area. And I'm expecting they're not going to just have to fight, fight, fight. My thought is they're going to try to get there. The only chamber that they have to face where they actually fight something is selfish chamber. So they're going to face their, their robot. They're going to face their current crustacean groups. And then they're going to make their way through, try to avoid, probably try to seal off these halls or get past these guardians somehow. They're probably level fives, those guardians. So pretty hard. And there's like three of them, maybe there's three of them, but one of them is not able to be not active. And, and I think that would be pretty good. So that gives me a good amount of stuff for them to explore while they're going through here. What other, how many, I, I added a few secrets while I was going. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I always have seven. I always have to come up with three more. So I need three more, three more secrets and clues that the characters could discover over this next session. Things that they will learn. Uh, they will learn the portal bringing in the fourth empire is active, powered by the same sort of otherworldly crystal as the shield below. The portal is an inverted sphere. No matter how you look at it, you see the inside of a hole, the inside of a spherical hole. The world of the fourth emperor are the ruins of countless worlds and dimensions dimensions universes devoured by the eldmoran the eldmoran that feels pretty good there's my 10 secrets and I've got my locations, of course. These, I've, so I've got my list of NPCs. We'll put a couple here. We got, we have Takran, we have Rabbit, because they'll be active when they come back. Who is our? We have Inerva, so we're good there. Monsters, we have the Bestiary, the Bestiary of the Drowned City of Clay. So that's all set. That's handy. It's handy build your Bestiary if you know you're going to use it in multiple games. You write your Bestiary in a separate page, and then you can just link it in monsters. Treasure, we can always roll. We'll probably just do ciphers. There'll probably be an artifact or two in Selfless Chambers. And then we have our session notes. Friends, I want to thank you for hanging out with me today while I prepared for my Numenera game. I feel good. I feel prepared. I'm excited to run this game. I'm excited for the coming conclusion of this campaign. It's going to be a really good time. Uh, I want to thank everybody for doing this. I want to thank the patrons of Sly Flourish for always for supporting the show. If you like this show and you want to help me out, you can do so by subscribing to the Sly Flourish newsletter where you get a new adventure generator PDF plus a weekly D&D &D article sent to your inbox every week. You can buy my books directly 
directly on my Sly Flourish bookstore. The link to that is in the show notes below. You can become a patron of Sly Flourish, getting access to all kinds of exclusive materials, an exclusive Discord channel, all sorts of supplementary material, things to help you run your D&D games, the City of Arches sourcebook, the Patreon Q&A, all kinds of great stuff for becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. And you can help share this show. You can subscribe. You can like the video. You can send it to a friend. You can let them know how much you've enjoyed this. Thank you all very much. Have a great day and get out there and play a role-playing game.